Welcome to This Is Personal, the podcast, where I share inspiring stories of the things that didn't go so well in my life and the hopes that, you know, maybe you're going to feel a little bit better about yourself and your life by the time we're done here. Life is personal and everybody's dealing with something. And sometimes we just need to be reminded that we're in it together and we're supposed to enjoy this thing called life. We're supposed to enjoy the ride together. Maybe we can help each other have a few more good days rather than bad. I'm your host, Nikki Espinosa. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur, a speaker, and a best-selling author, but I'm also a wife and a mom and just a regular middle-aged woman from the Midwest. And I've been through some things, but I've never let it stop me. Life is hard sometimes, and it helps to know we're not alone. Let's get into it. Nikki here. I'm so excited for today's episode. We're going to talk about addiction. We're going to talk about alcoholism. We're going to talk about choices we make, and um, we're going to talk about how, you know what, it is all temporary. It is all ups and downs. Life is full of ups and downs, and it's important for us to remember that when we're going through the hard times, right? Because I've experienced a lot of hard things in my life. I mean, geez, there's a freaking podcast about it. I got so many stories. I can just keep going. I could go on forever. I plan to. This is so much fun. But the truth is, I've had a lot of ups and downs, and I've spent a lot more time in the hard days than I care to admit. And it's because I think that once I think certain people, and I think I'm wired this way, that you know, when I, I I guess maybe the the negative stuff, the hard stuff, is more comfortable because it's familiar. It's what I've known. It's what I've known my whole life. Is everything is not quite working out right? Everything was just off center a little bit. you know, I just like nothing quite worked out perfectly. You always had to kind of adjust. And, you know, maybe that's just life, but um, that's not the way I saw my colleagues or my friends or my neighbors experiencing life. For me, it just felt like there was always another shoe fallen or ready to fall, right? And if you can relate to that, that's probably why you're listening is that it can feel, life can feel really hard and it can feel like, We're always waiting for something else bad to happen. And that's like, that was the pattern I got into in my entire life until I got to about my mid 40s and really changed my mindset. Before that, everything was just one more day, one more day, one more trauma, one more dramatic event, one more, you know, crying, you know, whatever. (laughs) Something was always happening. And I think what's really important is that we understand or we try to remember that life is supposed to be ups and downs. It's supposed to be the light and the dark and the good and the bad. And I think that that duality of life is what makes it beautiful, is that when when things are really good, we can feel that and we can soak that up. And when things are really bad, we can appreciate, you know, where we we've how far we've come and maybe where we want to be and recognizing we're not quite there yet. And I tended to be somebody who kind of got stuck in those negative cycles and, you know, stayed there longer than I should because I think, you know, my mind kind of takes up house there. I feel like when something's going wrong in my life and I I tend to just kind of think that that's just the way it's going to be now, like forever, like for the rest of my life, this is just the way it's going to be. I had this really bad attitude about it until I was able to say, this is all just temporary and for me, what made the big a big difference is watching my patterns, watching my energy ebb and flow, watching my decision making, watching how just good I felt about my life today, tomorrow, next week, next month. And I started to see these patterns where I was having a pretty clear, 
just living my life, right? There's good days and bad days. And the pattern was I tended to stay in the bad days for a while. Um, Of course, it depends on what happened, right? But in general, it could be something small that just bothered me. And I would think about it for, you know, a day or two. That's a long time to like worry about things that really a lot of the stuff isn't important, like somebody cutting you off in the grocery store, or I didn't get that job interview that I wanted, or, um, you know, so-and-so didn't call me back, or, you know, this person hasn't texted me back. And you start to think like it's all these bad reasons because I stuck in my head. And I was stuck in that negative cycle. I have to had to learn to break through and break out of that to really move forward. And, you know, I think life is a series of experiences and moments and choices. And sometimes those things are painful. And we need to remember that when we're going through something that's painful, it is temporary. So, you know, that's today I want to talk about addiction. I want to talk about alcoholism. For me, alcohol was my problem. Um, and like I said, I I just, I, I it snuck up on me because I was so diligent. I thought for sure that it wouldn't happen to me because I was so aware of the stigma that alcoholism specifically and some addiction, drug addiction had in my family. Like there was a lot of pattern of alcoholism and addiction, not just in my parents, but in my siblings, which is, you know, bad enough, right? Because it's immediate, but also it extended like, oh my gosh, so many aunts and uncles and cousins. Um, you know, my family is riddled with addiction and alcoholism, and it is a genetic disease. And you can see it when you look at some of these large families like like mine. I think there's some some element of social aspect there too. But, you know, I don't spend time with my cousins every day, right? Like, or even every year. And I still succumbed to alcoholism because for me, it was it was this like thing that could numb me. It was this thing that could make me feel not really comfortable, but like I could tolerate the things that were going on in my life. And so since I had this mindset that was keeping me stuck on some of those negative days more more often than I needed to be, and I had this ability or the susceptibility to really fall victim to alcohol, those things came together into this perfect storm in my life. And, you know, I remember feeling so embarrassed. And, you know, because I kind of felt like this wasn't supposed to happen to me. Like, you know, if my siblings listen to this, they'll be like, God, what a bitch. And I don't mean this in a bad way, but I did. I'm the oldest and kind of felt a lot of responsibility for all of my family. And like, I felt like I was sort of above it. Like it couldn't happen to me because I was so aware. And then I had, you know, some, a string of particularly bad months, days that turned into months that turned into a couple years. And sure enough, I turned to that glass of wine and pretty soon that glass of wine became a bottle of wine. And then pretty soon I said, screw the wine. Um, and I started, you know, tapping off any, any drink that, that I could, could with vodka. Like I'd put vodka in a drink. You couldn't taste it. You know, I could taste it. Right. But you couldn't smell it. People could, I could have kind of sneak it in. Right. I was that freaking alcoholic. I was the one sneaking the alcohol into the movie theaters. And I just, I, it was the tool that allowed me to relax. And I was so embarrassed about it. 
felt like a junkie, right? Just like trying to hoard my my stash and not let anybody see what was really going on. And, you know, I knew that I had a problem when my husband pointed out that I'd been drinking a lot. And it's not really that unusual that a husband would point out that your wife is drinking a lot. But for my husband, that was He's, I mean, he's usually going to let me do what I'm going to do. He's not going to judge. Um, he, he's just, you know, he's just a calm, cool, collected guy. And when he said to me, you've been drinking too much, I went, oh, shit, right? Guess like that means I've been drinking too much. And um, but even then, even then, it was another at least a year, maybe 18 months before I quit drinking. It's just such a, an addictive pattern that we get into, whether it's whatever your vice. I mean, for me, it was alcohol, but it could be drugs. It could be sex. It could be shopping. It could be, you know, anything that makes you feel shitty about yourself. Um, You know, even doomsday scrolling on social media, right? All of these things that we do that we do because we want to numb, not because we really want to do those things. Um, we're looking for some kind of comfort or some kind of relief from that. And I think that, you know, this is just a, a society where it's a lot of people are searching. A lot of people are looking for something. And so even though I knew that I maybe had a problem, I spent a good year and a half convinc- trying to convince myself that I didn't. Trying to tell myself that this is just a, a rough patch or... I had control, like I I could stop drinking anytime I wanted to. Um, a little defiance in me too, like I, nobody's going to tell me not to drink, so I'm going to drink if I want to drink. But then I did have a moment. I did have an experience um, one day after work, and I went to happy hour with a, my friend, one of my best friends. And by the end of the dinner, I'd made some very bad choices uh, during that meal. I I ordered a glass of wine, and then it was two, and then it was three. And by the time we finished our dinner, I I was I was pretty drunk. Like I, I shouldn't I shouldn't have been drinking that much, like in public, like that kind of thing, right? Not not as a forty five year old woman. Um, I sure, certainly shouldn't be driving like that. And um, we get to the bill, and the waiter says, "You probably should have just bought the bottle, right?" Because now you're going to have to pay for like four glasses of wine or whatever. And it was more expensive than just buying the bottle. And we laughed, of course. And as I left the restaurant that night, trying to figure out how I was going to get home, because that was a whole other thing. But um, I was so ashamed. <laughs> I was so ashamed. And I was acting like it was no big deal. Like it was just another dinner out. And my friend didn't say a word. I don't even know that she quite picked up that I'd had that many glasses. I'm not sure. Um, you know, cause she was in her own, in her own space, doing her own thing. And, but that was a, a day that I'm really ashamed of. Um, really ashamed because it, it gotten that bad that now I had become like one of those people. Like that sounds terrible, but that's, that's, I think that's what keeps all of us, um, at least keeps us going is that we we don't want to identify as some some person or some character that 
is is bad or is not contributing to society in the way you want to or you know or is just a loser you know like that's what we think of i i mean i just that's what i thought of is like oh I, I, if i'm an alcoholic i'm such a loser like that's where i was now i know oh my god that is not true and in fact um addiction is such a powerful disease uh i just if you are if you're suffering from addiction of any kind, if you feel like this is an unhealthy habit I've developed, take a look at what that's really about and look for healthier alternatives. Because the biggest lesson that addiction has taught me is the power that shame holds over our decisions. Shame can make us make really poor decisions simply because we are embarrassed about what we've become, about what people are going to think about us or what they're going to say about us, about how we identify, like the, the kind of person we have become. And shame, if we are ashamed of that, if we are embarrassed by that, it, that's a powerful emotion that will drive us to really do a lot of sketchy things to hide the fact that we're not okay. Instead of just being honest with ourselves and saying, you know what, I'm not okay. The thing is, you know, no matter what you're dealing with right now, no matter what it is, if it's addiction, if it's grief, loss, if it is, you know, just lack of purpose, lack of direction, if it is divorce, if it is financial, whatever you're dealing with and you're going through some hard stuff, pay attention to that shame emotion, where that shows up for you, and how do you navigate that? Because when you find your light again, when you get past this dark time, which you will, we all do, our mind is merciful, and it lets us forget just how hard things were, how dark things were. Have you ever had those experiences, you know, where you can think the sky is falling and then everything will kind of work out and three days later you can't remember how awful that felt? You know, you don't remember that because you're still, because you've moved on, right? You've moved on, you're into the good part of your life now, right? That good pattern, an up part of life. We don't remember the downs when we're in the ups in the same way. We can't, we forget like how lost we felt in that darkness and how hopeless it felt. When we are in our good times, in our light, it can feel, we can look back at some of the dark stuff that happened in our life and we can think, oh, that was a short period of time when really when you're in it, it feels like forever. It feels like it's never going to end. And if nothing else, I want you to hear me today that it is temporary the experiences that are not so positive in your life right now are temporary and you have the power, you have control to make different choices and start to systematically move your life in the direction you want it to. You know, I did not quit drinking overnight. It took months and technically probably a couple years of really dedicated work to stop drinking, and then I'm still healing, right? I'm still working on it. I've been sober for over four years now, almost, shoot, I'll be five years in May. And I, I still I still struggle some days. There are days that I kind of look at a glass of wine romantically and think, 
oh, I really wish I could have that glass of wine. And I know that that I that's not in my best interest. And so I don't make that choice. But I still heal every single day. And I think the key to continuing to heal and continuing to move forward powerfully when you've overcome something, anything, is that when we think about that time in our life, when we think about the the dark time or that negative time, that we remember that what that felt like and remember that we don't want to feel that way. We can forget sometimes how hard it was and we can forget how long it felt like we were there and how, how hopeless it feels when we are in the hard stuff. And I think it's just really, really important for us to not push those emotions aside and to sit down with that when we feel it and to just remember, remember how far you've come. Give yourself grace and give yourself credit for how far you have come. I just want to leave you with one last thing, specifically when it comes to addiction. Addiction does not discriminate. It doesn't pick somebody based on who they are or how they look or how much money they have or what they've done today. If it's happening to you, this is not a reflection of who you are. Get help. Seek a therapist. Talk to your doctor. And date take some action, even if it's a small action today, to help you move forward. I love you. You've been listening to This Is Personal, the podcast. I hope you found inspiration and hope from today's message. And if you're looking for a motivational speaker for your next event, you can submit a request at the link in my bio. And until next time, remember, you've got this. Keep going. I love you.